Are the Calgary Flames potentially reuniting with an old flame that they dipped and let go so they could sign Jacob Markstrom? Let's talk about it here on Lockdown Flames. Your Lockdown Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everyone? Hello and welcome back to Lockdown Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here with you. And remember to subscribe to Lockdown Flames and leave a nice little review, five-star rating. Uh, that way, we can get promoted to other Calgary Flames fans. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for making Lockdown Flames your first listen of the day. As always, Lockdown Flames is your team every day. We're going to talk a lot about the Flames trade deadline situation. Are they buying? Are they selling? Are they just cruising through the aisles, just window shopping? And are they going to potentially do something with Cam Talbot? Because there's been some rumors that he is sparking some uh, trade rumors or trade interest rather. So before we get into the good stuff, as always, you know, we, we got to swallow the, the bad medicine. You know, like when you take off medicine and it's like that gross, like great flavor, but it also tastes like it's been mixed with gasoline and uh, like cement. Well, that's what we're, we're going to talk about because we're not going to talk too much about the avalanche game. We just need to hit on a few things. Uh, that way we can all air our grievances. If you're listening in your car, Make sure, like, your windows are up and no one is, like, listening to you uh, swear at the radio while you're listening. <laughs> because I've done that. I've had conversations with a podcast I'm listening to or given my feedback. And then I realize someone's in the car next to me or I'm at a red light and someone's looking at me like I'm crazy. So do you. But you can't win them all. and But you certainly can't lose them all either. Uh, I'm glad that that road trip is done. Three out of six points. Not good. Absolutely not good at all. You know, I just, you know, congrats on beating Arizona. You know, that's, you should be able to do that. And I'm sorry, but allowing three goals against Arizona is not, not really a good look either. And I'm, I'm sorry, but only snagging three out of six points is once again an F. 50% is an F. And Tyler Toffoli scored the only goal again uh, against the Avs. And, you know, the Avs are in a weird position because they're also super dinged up and in that weird position of, well, we just won last year, so we don't really need to, like, go super hard to make the playoffs. But we also aren't winning a lot or enough to secure a playoff spot. So they're probably going to be fighting for a wild card spot as well or they'll make a push in the central um Zadorov Nikita Zadorov was on ice for uh three goals against and he said that that it was unacceptable he's not proud of himself he's not he's not you know he is absolutely taking accountability and that's that's the biggest thing here I think that 
if a player is able to say, you know, I should have blocked that one, I should have, you know, thrown myself in front of it, or I should have moved, or I was in a bad spot, it was bad positioning, then they know. And that is something that I feel like we don't see a lot of with the Flames. I feel like sometimes it's just kind of passing the buck or just not really giving a thorough answer. Um, I don't know. I'm big on taking accountability and holding people accountable in real life as well as when you're playing hockey. Because, you know, it's like when the goalie isn't squeezing uh, their pads and they allow a five-hole goal. Or if a forward is just passing too much and they're not taking the shot, it becomes a, a cause for concern and it is something that needs to be rectified. But it's great that Nikita Zadorov was able to, you know, own that. I, but if this is any other team, I truly think that Sutter would limit his minutes or, you know, really work the first two pairings because... They, but they don't they don't have the ability to do that especially with Tanov playing dinged up um it's not it's not um sustainable and Zadorov has been looking for a stable partner now for uh, the entire season between Stone and Mackey always kind of playing that role for whichever one can't fit it but you know I think that if you go back to limiting his minutes you're allowing fewer penalties less goals against and there's less of a liability on the ice which is the biggest thing I, I really think that at the trade deadline you have to bring in another defenseman especially because Chillington is more than likely not coming back this season and that is perfectly fine like the Flames are in this spot right now not because they've been missing Oliver Shillington all season. Yes, is Oliver Shillington an integral part of this team? Absolutely. But at this point, they're they're out of the playoff picture right now by a few points. And I don't really see why you wouldn't at least want to secure at least a few more points <laughs> uh, by bringing in another veteran defenseman. Um, it just it makes perfect sense. It was a really bad outing against Colorado. I don't think that there's any excuse for it. Um, you know, you're a middle-of-the-road hockey team, and you almost got shut out by the Avalanche. That's that's not acceptable. And I, this first franchise point in Vegas feels phony to me because they they couldn't hold a lead. It was, you know, it was great to see them go up and go up early. But, you know, it was a 2-1 lead and then, you know, they they just start going back and forth and Jack Eichel gets that equalizer and then just t going into overtime, like, there was no reason for them to blow that lead. And for them to have to go to overtime is just silly to me. It's absolutely one of those things that could have been avoided had they put kept their foot on the gas. And that's just not something that's happening this season. And... I just, I really want to see some sort of change when it comes to that. They need to be playing stronger hockey and, uh, you know, not wasting time on the ice. Um, but yeah, you know, congrats on beating the Coyotes 6-3. to three. I don't know what to tell you there. Um, you know, that was an easy two points, especially when you just lost to the Flyers. I feel like it's, uh, you know... It would have been a little bit too much had they lost to Arizona as well. But coming up next, we're going to talk about adding a defenseman and just why it makes sense to and 
even though they're more than likely a first round exit if they make the playoffs, why adding a veteran defender now would be a wise move. But before we do that, I do want to talk talk to you about uh, AG1. Uh, our next partner has a product that I enjoy because I don't have to take a fistful of vitamins in order to get what I need to keep my body healthy, to keep my brain healthy, and to make my skin glowing. And with AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And those are all great if you struggle with stomach problems, or just you just want to keep your immune system intact. Uh, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a lot of gut health issues and ended up on a supplement supplement regimen to recover, and it was costing him over $100 a day. So imagine like paying your cell phone bill every day. That That's brutal to me. <laughs> uh, and he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an, an optimal nutritional routine on your own. And absolutely, but adding AG1 is that extra boost that you need in your life. Right now, it's time to reclaim and arm your immune system with the convenient. Right now, it's time to to reclaim and arm your health with your daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water, one scoop and a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you everyone for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. The NHL deadline is Friday, March 3rd and join us live on Locked on NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time as the NH- Locked on NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So my plan for the trade deadline is still a little bit up in the air, but I believe Nick and I will be obviously chatting on Thursday leading up to the deadline, and I should be around on Friday as well to talk about all the goodies uh, that will be happening, and uh, if the if we ever learn about the Timo Meyer return. <laughs> so I wanted to revisit this topic because we talked about it last week and how every team adds a defenseman. Like, there's always someone kind of going here and there and it's always a veteran and you know someone is getting plucked from here to go there because systems don't always work for people or they just like this player and a change of scenery is good or they actually feel like this person's going to make a difference so I'm like half joking here but I feel like Mike Riley of the uh, Boston Bruins organization may have popped up on uh, people's radars because he did have uh, a hat trick down with the Providence Bruins when there were a bunch of scouts there. And that was obviously like a career performance for him. And good news for him is that he's 6'1". So he passes the Daryl Sutter vibe check. Uh, You know, in all seriousness, he's a good defenseman. He's fine. He's fine for a third pairing. But he takes a lot, a lot, a lot of high stick penalties. I think that he took like 11 high stick penalties in like six periods 
no, five periods of hockey uh, over the post or during the postseason last year for Boston. And it was, it just felt very detrimental. But at, at the same time, I think the Flames really have to uh, make a decision when it comes to their blue line. I think that they know that they aren't going to be utilizing Connor Mackey. He is, I believe, an RFA at the end of this season, and I don't see a world where um, he sticks around. I don't think that he fits in Daryl Sutter's system. I don't think that he um, is necessarily going to be a star-studded NHL player. Um, Again, that is not a knock on him. I think that he had a weird time developing in the Calgary organization because he did uh, make, I believe he made the jump from uh, NCAA. So collegiate hockey to the AHL in 2020. And of course, during that time they had the bubble season and the pause. So he did, he wasn't getting enough time to really dip his feet in the water and get a true taste of hockey. And that can throw people off, you know, like people are human beings and, It's kind of like me learning Photoshop tutorials. Sometimes you have to do it a million times before you even find the right button to click. Um, But no, I think that this could be one of the situations where Tree Living throws a Hail Mary. Uh, He can do whatever he wants right now. He is still the general manager. He can blow this team up with one press of a button. Actually, not like most of the team because like we talked about last week, there some people have no movement clauses until like four years from now so that feels like forever but you know hopefully we're still uh gathered around here in four years talking about this but I think in in my opinion Brad Tree Living could definitely sell uh I don't know if I always mention Dylan Dubé around the trade deadline because I think that he is a player that is is attractive enough to other teams to make a move and be like, and like not laugh at this. Like, Hey, um, do you want this guy? Especially with his growth this year, I think most teams would probably consider, um, consider Dylan Dubé. I don't really consider him a player that truly moves the needle. Like a, obviously like a Timo Meyer or, uh, you know, some of the other players that have gotten moved. Uh, I think Nino Niederreiter to Winnipeg really helps them. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those situations where the the Flames could get draft picks um, or a body. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just something that is, again, beneficial for them. I think, I, like, I don't want the Flames to trade Dylan Dubé because I'm selfish. And I think Dylan Dubé is a great kid, but... At the end of the day, Brad Tree Living could go out and get a couple draft picks and turn those draft picks into something else. Or realistically, they're probably going to rot in the AHL until they're thirty, and or request a trade. Like I, I mean, it's up to it's up to them and how they want to manage this. But I don't feel like the Flames are going to make the playoffs. I've pretty much said that since November, December. I I don't think that the goaltending is there, and I certainly don't think the defense is there, especially with how Nikita Zadorov played against the Avalanche. I think that that kind of gave us an inside look at to, as to what's going on in his head. I, I don't think the offense is enough to 
go out there every night and make sure that you're snagging those two points. It's just, it's not there. And it's one of those things that it comes and goes. And if Brad Tree Living wants to make a difference or, or he knows that his job, like he's not getting re-signed, just sell, sell, go ahead. Because there are plenty of teams, especially contending teams that are going to want what you have. And if you know you're not making the playoffs, what's the point? There is nothing that this unit or that this roster of players has done. They haven't done anything. And they're, you're not going to continue to get the most to get more out of them with the current coach in this system. So you might as well just <laughs> might as well sell. And it's it's just one of those frustrating things because, of course, like if your team's not contending, you're frustrated with losing. You're frustrated uh, being middle of the road, middle of the pack hockey. But y- you have to part with something in order to get uh, something in return that could potentially change your roster. Now, I'm not saying the Flames are going to go out there and get Patrick Kane because I think that is absolutely uh, just not possible. Uh, Ivan Barbashev's off the market now. And I think we're going to be doing another, you know, kind of trade deadline show uh, Thursday to kind of see where people are at. And if the Flames have done anything, we're absolutely going to talk about it. But coming up next, we're going to talk about reconnecting with an old flame. Cam Talbot. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that you can have for less calories and fat and less carbs. If you're looking for a delicious snack to get you through the day, that, uh, then, then look no further. Built Bar is here for you. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. If you're listening and if you get cravings around your period, you know how bad it is when you just want to eat all the chocolate and all the unhealthy food. But Built Bar is right here for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and come in delicious sweet flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how Built Bar does it, but they are absolutely delicious. And if you're around a Walmart or a Sam's Club, run to the pharmacy section to get your boxes Uh, If you're close to Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro, and you can thank me later. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, uh, make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames uh, on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, I saw an interesting report last night. I believe it was last night. I guess Saturday night. Um, Cam Talbot has been reportedly drawing interest. And Ottawa, you know, if they're looking to make kind of a little little splash here, uh, I do not believe that they are in a playoff uh, picture or wild card spot. But it's one of those things that could benefit um, the the, um, Ottawa Senators because they – Again, they're they're rather good at drafting. So it wouldn't oh yeah, no, Ottawa is absolutely way out of a playoff spot and wild card spot. Um, but they're good at drafting and you know they could flip those draft picks as well, uh, and package them for someone or more. You know, they could get a roster player 
if they really want to, I, I would say for Cam Talbot. But uh, if you remember, is when I this is literally when I started hosting Lockdown Flames, so it's kind of just like full circle here. But Cam Talbot and David Riddick were the Flames goalies in 2020 and 2021 or no sorry 2019 and 2020 um it was kind of a an every other night situation for a while in Calgary with these goaltenders and then Talbot had a very 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 good January and that's when Jeff Ward interim head coach made the decision to make him his starter Cam Talbot that season had a 9.15 save percentage and a uh, goals against average of a 2.6. So he was he was playing really well and it was great to see and he started in the playoffs um in the bubble when those happened. Uh he's currently in Ottawa uh with a 9.05 save percentage and a Point six goals saved above expected, which is pretty good considering Markstrom is a negative four and Vladar is a negative three. So, uh, you know, it's always great to see number one, a save percentage with a nine five, a nine to begin with. And then obviously someone with a positive goal saved above expected. Um, so the Flames walked away from Talbot. Talbot went to, I guess Talbot walked away from the Flames and went to Minnesota and the Flames signed Jacob Markstrom thinking that he was going to be the real deal. And uh, he, he, he was for two, three seasons, I guess two seasons. And unfortunately it just hasn't uh, progressed in the way that I think people wanted to, to be honest, I thought the Chris Tanev, uh contract was going to be far worse i thought that this would that would that would have been the contract that kind of aged like milk over the markstrom contract you know this could very well be a down year it's not easy to predict goaltending by any means we've talked about this and i i just think it would be a very uh full circle for cam talbot if he came back to take Jacob Markstrom's job. Uh, I think that it's it's one of those situations where it's low risk, high reward. You get some extra points and you maybe make a while, you snag a wild card spot and you, you don't make it out of the first round, depending on who you're playing, right? But I, I don't really think that the Flames need to look at that. I Again, I think if the Flames want to buy, I they're not in the position to buy by any means, but if they wanted to, they could go after a Luke Shen and a veteran defenseman and just some sort of forward. But I, I do think that the defense takes priority right now with the way that things are looking and how banged up the defensemen are getting this year. It just makes a lot a lot more sense, uh, you know, if you had to pick one or the two. But at the same time, you have to think, okay, well, our offense is slacking too, and we need offense to win games. You know, how are we going to do that? Uh, again, if the price is right, it's one of those things where you do, <laughs> you do take it and run with it because, you, you know, maybe 
you take the risk and say, hey, you know, I think we can make the playoffs. I, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. But if you are, uh, I would love to know what it's like to be like, just to lack critical thinking skills. And I mean that in the most like respectful way possible. I just, I don't see the Flames making the playoffs this year. And I, I wish I could be more positive about it, but uh, there was a review left on iTunes and it said something like, I, I'm sorry, but I, I had to unsubscribe because some of your takes are just so out there. Good luck. And it's, that's just what I think of. Like, is me saying, I don't think the Flames making the playoffs. I don't, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Is that, is that what's driving people away? But no, I think you have to look at it realistically. Is this team better than the LA Kings? Is this team better than the Seattle Kraken? You know, those are not two names I thought I'd be saying this year. But everything, everything changes. Who knows? This is one of those circumstances that <laughs> it just makes you laugh because of how big Brad Tree Living went this offseason and we thought it was going to be good. And now we just look like clowns. But we do love clowning around here on Locked on Flames, and we hope that you stick around for it because we have a lot more to talk about this week, including a Bruins preview with Locked on Bruins host Ian McLaren, who just had Brad Marchand on his show. So, you know, that's quite quite the guest differential when you go from, like, Brad Marchand to, to me. But that's okay. That is a-okay. Um, you know, you're going to want to listen to that. Nick is back on Tuesday as well. Gonna talk all about just the analytical side of things and the bigger picture. And of course, we are going to have a preview of the two very important games against the Minnesota Wild with Seth Topo of um, Locked On Wild. So stick around, subscribe, make sure your notifications are on, and come say hi to us in the YouTube comments. Bye bye.